Hi, Heidi Mike. Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Wallace Chapman with you. Stuart Nash has resigned as police minister, revealing that he phoned the police commissioner to discuss whether he would appeal a decision. Earlier, Stuart Nash said he was chewing the fat with a guy who was a mate about a decision he thought was very bad that just after four. A group of scientists say climate change did play a role in the devastating rainfall from Cyclone Gabrielle that claimed lives and wrought massive destruction that today. And the City Rail Link project in Auckland costs climb by an extra billion. An explainer on the CIL, is it worth it? It'll be the equivalent of 16 lanes of traffic coming in to the CBD. And we come back to this story, handcrafted chocolates that turned out to be repurposed pineapple lumps. Genius or disingenuous? Our manahiri today, Lavina Good, sports broadcaster and co-founder of Tauranga's first social supermarket, Lavina Kiora. Kia ora, Wallace. Nice to speak to you. Thanks for having me back. It's great to have you on and also with Chris Weekaida, former journalist and director of firm BRG Communications. Chris, kia ora. Kia ora. Kia ora koutou. We have Lavina and Chris with us this afternoon. Wonderful to have your company this uh, 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 this afternoon. Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday, isn't it? And today marks four years since the Christchurch mosque attacks and the tragic loss of life of 51 people. And next Monday, a new exhibition. It's called Raising Sakina, Finding Peace, starts at the Christchurch City Library. Survivors and people impacted by the mosque shootings have collaborated creatively using art and photography to honour those whose lives were taken four years ago. And to tell us more, we have project creator and photographer, Janet Gill. Kia ora, Janet. Kia ora. How are you today? Uh, I'm very well, Janet. And you have been supporting survivors of the mosque attacks from day one, I understand, Janet. Tell us about that and what, what, what's been the relationship there. So we, um, from day one, I started photographing people. Um, I didn't really give flowers as a tribute, but the way I actually wanted to show my um, intentions were through my tribute to the community and to society, which is through photography. And since then, we have created incredible relationships with the Muslim community. They call me Sister Janet, and, and incredible relationships with the many of the individuals who lost uh, loved ones. And that's become quite a quite a friendship, hasn't it? I mean, you're friends uh, with many in the community, in the Muslim community, with, uh, for example, widow, widows, and they've also supported you through your own uh, health issues. Yes, that's right. I I thought that I was actually giving a lot to the community, and um, the last uh, couple of years I've been very ill. I'm very chronically ill, and I spend a lot of time in the hospital. Uh, sometimes I cannot cook or do absolutely anything. And uh, some of the people who actually supported through this time have been giving me food and support and take me to my appointments in the hospital and helping me with my walking, with absolutely everything, giving me support through with my very expensive medication. And it's been an incredible, um, it's just so much heart uh, from all the community that I'm overwhelmed. 
So this is a really uh, this is this is quite some exhibition that you've organised here, uh, art and photography immortalising uh, and uh, acknowledging the experiences of those affected and amplifying the voices of uh, the survivors. Tell us more about this exhibition, raising Sakina, before we bring the panel in. Well, raising Sakina is is, is Sakina is, is peace and tranquility in um, in Arabic, and we wanted to do is to create something specifically uh, taking into consideration the cultural and the spiritual and the individual needs from the people who lost uh, loved ones at uh, the March 15 attacks, but also their supporters. So I wanted to give something to the community, but I didn't know why, what. And with some collaborators and also uh, with people from the community, we um, we create this amazing um, work, which is a series, was a series of workshops uh, specifically designed for helping them through the healing process. And there were the workshops, the exhibition itself, is to um, give them a vehicle, an opportunity to uh, amplify their voices. So they would tell us uh, very moving stories of the loved ones, the loss, grief, and also resilience. And I also have incorporated uh, inks that I have made by hand with the tributes of March 15. So if many people don't know what happened with the tributes, some of them are actually made in art. So imagine this, we're connecting their stories, the grief, the love, um, and we're connecting all the love from the community together as a metaphor for unity and diversity. How how powerful is this? Wonderful event, uh, Lavina, marking uh, four years uh, and you know a number of uh, workshops for, uh, for for all ages. Uh, it's a it's a it's a really worthwhile response, Lavina. I think it's fabulous. I'd like to congratulate um, Jeanette on the workshops and and also the inks that she has created. I think that um, they remind us not just of the loss of innocent lives, but also the hope, Wallace and Chris, that it brings us to unity. I mean, we all need healing through this. It was New Zealand's darkest day, and it did not just affect the loved ones of those that were slain, but also a multitude of others. In fact, uh, a whole nation. So if we can bring together kind of conversations and images carved from what Jeanette has done in terms of a healing process to try and raise sakana or even kind of find peace. I think this is absolutely magnificent and perfect timing. And and I love the fact that the spiritual and cultural needs of those have been considered as well, which is very, very important. So massive congratulations to your work, Jeanette. I'm very impressed. Stay on the line, Jeanette. Let's bring Chris in as well. Oh, I couldn't have said that better, you know. Yeah. Basically, all I can say is what she said, because yeah. that's, you know, that's it. And, you know, that wonderful team at um, Christchurch Libraries, they've got a neat team down there. Yeah, do they some, have a... Do, do, do awesome, awesome work. It's interesting just thinking about that, you know, because this time four years ago, I was in a taxi going from my office to Wellington Airport um, when this was all still going down. And my taxi driver was a chap called Muhammad, and he asked me, Sir, how are you going? Are you having a wonderful day? And I said, well, actually, no, I'm not. I said, I thought by his cheery tone, you haven't heard the news, have you? And he hadn't. And so I told him what had happened, and he was very quiet and reflectful for a while. And then he said, this can only be the work of a madman, and our community will not retaliate. Um, And then he was thoughtful for a while longer, and, and he shook his head and um, yeah, it was just just his his demeanour and his thoughtfulness of it. When I was just absolutely a, a mixture of um, gobsmacked and just 
furious with rage that someone would do this in you know the city that I was born in. Yeah. Um, there, there, was, there was a lot to be said for his calm reflection in that moment. What a moment, Chris. Kia ora. Th- thanks for that. Uh, uh, Jeanette, uh, you're still with us here. Um, I'll, 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 throughout the show, I'll, um, I'll just uh, echo or just talk a bit about what's been going on. For example, here's one, because there's a series here, 2.30 to 4, uh, and I think it's the 25th here. Uh, write your own messages of peace. Transform them into a badge of your own using paper from uh, the thousands of orig- origami cranes made as tributes uh, to the mosque attacks, and that's uh, ages 6 and up. So there there is um, yeah, room for uh, all whānau uh, in this at the Christchurch Library. Just finally, uh, thoughts today, four years on since the attack, anything that you would like to share with us? I think um, unity in diversity is important for our society. Uh, social cohesion is very important for a society, and we don't we need to remember, but in a way that we actually do something about it. So I'm just uh, wanted to to do a call for action to do something about you know learn about your neighbor, do something about people who actually you don't you don't know. And also uh, in terms of our project, this is hasn't been possible. This is possible only because we have hundreds of people collaborating in to create a unity in the context of diversity. Um, that that's that's very important. It is it is. We can do a lot if we get together and do it together. Lovely to have you on, uh, Janet Kiora. That's Janet Gill, Thank you. project creator and photographer in a new exhibition uh, called Raising Sakina, Finding Peace, uh, 25th of March, Christchurch City Library. It is time for I've Been Thinking Lavina. I know you'll get a fairly big response on what you want to talk about. Yeah, Wallace, this has been consuming me actually for a little while. That's why I was I was going to chat to you about yeah. it um, earlier. But I, I've really been thinking about um, same-sex and co-ed schools. I've got a 15-year-old son that's considering attending a single-sex school in Tauranga next term, and it's a fabulous school. I absolutely love it. But my main issue with it is it doesn't have any girls. And I've spoken to several parents um, from this school over the past couple of months, and, and all of them say they've got teenage boys at the school and they like it because girls are a distraction in a classroom. And I, I just find that word distraction so perplexing. I I think it, it's kind of um, it's used in terms of a, con- a context of stopping someone from concentrating. And I think why should girls should be considered distracting in a boys' school or vice versa? Um, let's be honest, when they get into a workforce for women, they're paid 11% more anyway, so it can't be too much of a <laughs> distraction at school. But just like in primary school and intermediate, I want my teenage boys to feel comfortable around female peers. And I just see it sometimes as archaic that there are 52 male and 64 female same-sex schools in New Zealand. Wow. And I can't well, believe this fix there. It seems crazy to Levina. me. And I, I want my kids to be around boys and girls. Okay, so for what it's worth, I went to a single-sex school uh, and I, secondary school, absolutely loved it. You know, it was just, for me, single, for me, a single-sex was just, it was just you and your beakers in chemistry. Yeah. Yeah, but it was Wallace, just you and your Latin box. There was just yeah, but just I, a quickie. I think also with young people facing internal choices of their gender gender identity as well as we've all witnessed when we filled out our census forms. What school do they fit in? And isn't it just yeah. realistic that teenage boys and teenage girls need to be around each other as they prepare themselves for society and community later in life? I'm putting it out there two one zero one. Uh, um, Lavina's uh, son should go to coed 
or single sex? What's your point of view informed by your experience? Tick, what? tick, tick, boom. <laughs> I know. What are you saying, Chris? What are you saying, Chris? Oh, his his text tree is going to light up like a Christmas it's, tree it, that's on fire. <laughs> you know it, Chris. You know it, isn't it? You're already coming through. Single sex or co-ed for Lavina's 15-year-old son. Where will he get the better education? Chris Bukaita, I've been thinking. Well, I, I think I've basically covered it all because I've been thinking about the mosque shooting yeah. and the fact that we, we must never forget about it. Um, and we must you know, be a little more open-minded and perhaps uh, have, a, have a broader horizon as to make sure you know, people in our community cannot do that again. Um, that was pretty much mine, and I think we covered it all in, in, in there. But just going back to Lavinas, I when I saw that that's what you were going to, to talk about, I rang, um, I messaged my mum. She taught for 60 years, from primary school right through to lecturing in Ivy League universities in the wow. States. And she said, well, with boys... Does your do you have any daughters? Does your does your son have sisters or or a sister? Yeah, yeah, and uh, that whole argument, Chris, that hey, he hangs out with girls because he's got a sister and friends come around, but that's just not enough for me because the school is a representation of what's happening in yeah. society. I need him to hang out with more than just his sister's friends. Doctor Mum's experience is that's the thing that will help him more than interesting. Co-ed First one is coed all the way. All right, single sex. I got a vote. I've got a vote. <laughs> single sex or coed. Text me 2101. Help Lavina find her son's school.